welcome back to Hey Eintracht Frankfurt, the Bundesliga podcast covering everything there is known in the English language about Eintracht Frankfurt, the best club in the Bundesliga, the best club in Germany, the best club in Europe, the best club in the world for that matter, as we're proving, <laughs> but we're a little bit biased. I'm your host, Brian Sanders. You can follow me on Twitter at KCSGE. To follow the show, that is at HEFPod on Twitter. Email us at Hey Eintracht Frankfurt at Gmail. You can also follow us on Facebook where we post articles about uh, Eintracht in English in addition to uh, new episode drops and uh, a little uh, contest that we have from every now and then. So follow us on Facebook. That is facebook.com slash H-E-F-Pod. I don't do this show alone. And a rather important one this is too. Nathan in St. Louis. Hi, bud. Uh, how is the rain hanging? No rain. I guess right rain right now, but... Via Fallen, <laughs> via Fallen, Milan. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Take it to those crazy little kids uh, in, in northern Italy. That is not very far away from where Frankfurt is on a map. So I'm mm-hmm. really excited for the fans to be able to have this. But we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves. <laughs> yeah, so I couldn't help myself. I tracked Frankfurt second leg uh, at the Kommensmeck Arena, Rod Stadion. We faced up against Shakhtar Donetsk, 2-2 in the first leg. So, Eintracht Frankfurt. Fear! <laughs> Donetsk. Ein. <laughs> there, there you go. Uh, the Eintracht came out with some tactical uh, switcheroos uh, on this one. Uh, let's be honest. We knew that this was going to be a little worrisome. We were a little scared. We are wondering what the heck's going to happen because... You know, Shakhtar Donetsk, even though they were down to 10 men in the first leg, they looked dangerous when they did come forward. Now, granted, Eintracht still had an absurd amount of possession of the ball in the first leg. Mm -hmm. So that's where it came out and gave us a lot of worries. We both expected Eintracht to move forward, and the boys came through. Awesome (laughs) job, boys. Hats off to you. Um, Let's kind of go down. How the Eintracht switch things about. So we stuck with our normal uh, three at the back system. Abraham wearing the captain's armband. Love seeing him back in the starting line. Yeah. We actually put him on the right and Dika on the left, and we mm-hmm. had Hinteregger in the center. I think that was, you know, a really smart move in terms of kind of letting, you know, the wing put kind of negating some of the wing play. You had someone with a little bit more hunger, a little bit stronger body, uh, yeah. better legs, kind of running in the mid uh, middle of the defense as opposed to Hasebe playing in there, or Abraham, who's played in there before. So Yeah, having uh, both Hasebe, Hasebe and Hinteregger not... run traffic exactly really good uh, idea. We very much made those guys be the spine. So we had Hasebe right in front of him, in more of a midfield role, something that a lot of us saw and the uh, this past summer's uh, World Cup, where he was representing Japan as captain, and you know you had Roda, you had Gasinovic right in front of him, you have Kostic and Da Costa uh, running their stuff on the wings. Each of those guys was exceptional. Uh, I thought Roda could have done a little bit better. Gasinovic looked good. Hasebe was really good, but guess what? We only used two of the three Buffaloes in the starting lineup, <laughs> and I thought. That we would need to use all three, and yet we switched one. We brought on the third 
and <laughs> it took off. It turned it. Yeah. Oh my gosh! What a move by the Eintracht uh, in terms of just kind of switching up the tactics, uh, taking uh, bringing on Rebic, uh in place of Jovic. You know, y'all. He was the he lit the fire that the Eintracht needed in the second half. Let's go to the first half, shall we? Uh, Eintracht uh, to get a little wordy. Uh, da Costa's cross to Jovic, per- picture perfect. Beauty. Boom, light the scene on fire. Then we look. It was a straight up, straight up yellow card uh, foul right there. It's unfortunate mm-hmm. if you're the player. And as a refereeing, I saw that and I'm like, yeah, ooh, sucks to be you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I like putting that thing away. I mean. That was two goals in a matter of four to five minutes. No kidding. Nathan, for you kind of, in the way that you were viewing this, for me, I thought it was a stroke of just luck. And I was looking at that match as while we entered halftime, uh, 2-0 up, I when I rewatched the match, uh, I saw it, to me, I still interpreted it as just a 1-0 lead because with penalties, you can't ever consider that part of, you know, the ebb and flow of a game because a team like Schalke Nuofia can score two goals against Manchester City despite looking completely out of their depth. And they lost only 3-2 to two because Manchester City decided to turn it on. You take away the penalty, and that's a 3-0 loss that then just makes them look absolutely mm-hmm. ugly. And one of those was a VAR decision. But moving back to the way that it was for Eintracht, I interpreted it as that because I knew that uh, Donetsk would come out with a fiery passion. We had seen them play some good stuff in the first leg. And uh, for me, we we came out of there. We used the emotions of the match to carry us through the first 45. What were... How did you feel as uh, the guys went into halftime? <laughs> so... Playing a team like Shakhtar Donetsk, you yeah you can't be comfortable with any sort of lead. You have to you the Frankfurt had to be on their toes, and that system that we set up with uh, really set that in place. I think we did a good job of of combating um, a team that needed to score goals to either secure a win or secure a a big enough t- you know t- draw um, to 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 push things into into a weird place for them. So, yeah, we we dealt with Morais and uh, Marlos and and pretty well. And so I was pretty excited uh of how we treated them in the first half and kept them pretty tame. The other thing that I'll say about the first half that speaks to both games against them is um forcing their hand and playing Matvienko um Real, I mean, that handball perhaps wouldn't have happened if a uh, young kid, because, I mean, Injika knows, I mean, uh, firsthand, uh, you got to put those hands behind your back in those situations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that kid, 19-year-old, didn't didn't really um have that similar um, feeling. It's just a big game for him. He probably was coming in for his first time in a big international match like that um, in Europe. So, um. Yeah, riding high but tepid expectation, knowing that Marais and Marlos and Tyson and all and all those those dudes would come attacking, and the, and you know they would they would live up to that in the second half. 
And they did. Let's get into that. Eintracht Frankfurt suddenly uh, was under pressure. You had the uh, substitution as Mike Conn was substituted on, one of the kind of more recent signings for Shakhtar. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he then was pushing. The dude yeah. really was an engine on the left. Insane. Scared the hell out of us. And then you had Marlos on the right, Tyson in the middle, Moraes in the middle. Those guys suddenly were like just on fire. Yeah, they flipped the Those switch. Those guys were really put, they turned things on big time. Rota, I mean, when was it? Fouls are fouls. Anyways, moving on from his yellow card, you know, they were able to score. They immediately brought on another, they then brought on another substitute. And, you know, kind of more of a like a midfielder kind of... They wanted some more attacking thrust. And the mm-hmm. thing was, they had momentum on their side. They had just punctured a hole in. And all I could think in my head was, oh, crap. This, in theory, is a one-to-one match. We're just up 2-1 based on the way that the penalty went in. Mm-hmm. And it was starting to get a little testy. Then one. And then a second shot against the crossbar you were just like for me each one that went off of like oh oh <laughs> yeah, those are crazy Look, we, could, we were considering we were conceding an absurd amount of possession we had not yep. i mean yep the team just was not fully fun like they were under such immense pressure Th- this is the kind of pressure that you know a team like payfo bay yeah in general not right now because like kind of <laughs> suck right now it's it's the type of possession that you see from a a a champions league quality team just the one touch passing keeping it away from us this is the this is an example of the class that a team like Shakhtar Donetsk who has a lot of money who has the money from you know playing in the champions league and that experience of playing in the champions league you know it was on full display and I very much was kind of sitting there thinking to myself like oh boy yeah, this is what I was worried about. This, yeah. when I saw before the draw happened for the round of thirty-two, I was like, "Please, let's avoid this team." And I thought to myself, "This was one of four teams I did not want to face." Sadly, we got them. Yeah. <laughs> that sucked. But look, we held through, and then we decided to make some changes of our own. Rabich coming on, and he started lighting more fire. Uh, Venom's uh, going in for Rota, I think, was a smart move, mm-hmm. uh, uh, in my opinion, because Rota, to me, had been okay, but just okay. Yeah. And I'm, just, I'm of half the opinion. New, you just needed new legs to replenish yeah. the midfield because we were just getting overrun. And you had Rabich with new legs, and we, re- <laughs> we definitely needed the multiple. Uh, substitutions in the middle of the pitch to be able to uh, kind of make sure that she, yeah, to make sure that she was a, that that the Eintracht was able to kind of balance things out, and balance things out we did. Mm-hmm. Uh, right after that second shot off the crossbar, which hey, Kevin Trapp also got his hands on it. Yep, uh, which she wouldn't have kind of fumbled earlier in the match, but well, yeah, you know. I'll I'll get over it. I kind of have, you know. Hey, accidents happen all the time. I was testing. Anyways, <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> so the Eintracht, you know, then was able to come all the way down in Dika, and then Kostic, and then Alea. Boom, three one. At that point, Shakhtar 
done. That was done and done. That that killed everything off. That counter to grab. That two. counter was everything. I felt like that was. I mean, it's clearly the pivotal point of the game, but it it said so much about how much we still had left in the tank. Even though mm-hmm. someone like DaCosta was running down and he was getting tired, but he still had that amount of of time and to get that pass from Njika and then move that forward to Allaire was incredible. <laughs> exactly. And look, let's be honest. Uh, the likes of Kostic and DaCosta, they have been playing nonstop yeah. all season long since they got onto our rosters. It's it's insane how many minutes of these guys are clocking up. Yeah. And I, it is something that I'm hoping that the likes of Timothy Chandler uh, will be able to give each one of those guys a rest going forward the very moment that he can possibly get on the pitch because for me or hey hey you know what uh you know uh villains possibly getting back in that you know wing that kind of wing back role that he can also be deployed as because yeah while he's done okay in the middle of the pitch it is very much because uh we have injuries uh to our current roster to players who would then provide depth in those areas and yes i'm thinking about the likes of Toro, who would be a good example of someone who can kind of play in that kind of defensive midfield role. You know, Rolda can be switched out for him. Uh, the same for Fernandez, although uh, Fernandez kind of <laughs> getting a little tired there. But <laughs> yeah, he plays this uh, role. Him and Rolda. Exactly. I still to this day kind of wonder uh, what are we going to do with the Bedouin. Uh, Tawatha, but you know, mm-hmm. hey, uh, I guess we can just get uh, jettison him when it does come to the next transfer window. Hell, I mean, just gotta it, pony up for that. But we a game against Hanover. If we really do play like, uh, say, Hoffenheim did against them, um, you could see the <laughs> likes of. Uh, uh, <laughs> you could, I mean, just just to spread out the time and give people some rest, you could see Tawatha playing um, in that match. I'm pretty sure I could put in. Uh, and this is kind of previewing uh, what's going to happen in, se- in uh, segment two. But uh, I'm pretty sure we could almost deploy the Stenderers, both of them, and <laughs> still come out with a victory. <laughs> oh, God, that's how much Hanover sucks. <laughs> anyways, uh, that was not all the goal scoring. Eintracht was able to put one more, and it just seemed to Rebich doing, you know, going himself. He could have passed to the left or the right. Sad to go, do it himself and whack. That's where he's <sighs> best, though. I feel like it's those runs yes. and then those those really tricky areas out at the at the key, you know, where he can, you know, split two defenders and and put some um, put some sight or something between the ball and the the goal the keeper there. And it's those money shots. He just like he just lasers those. No, I know it's so. Yeah. Look, it for me keeping hold of him, we can lose. I'd like to think that Jovic could be uh, the one that jettisons. I'd hate to lose both of those guys. Alaire to me, uh, when it does come to us, kind of mo- looking towards the future, uh, needs to be is so pivotal in how mm-hmm. Eintracht operates. It's a uh, it's a lot to consider because. We're, but we're moving on to the round of 16. What we did not do uh, the last go-around, uh, we lost to Porto on, what is that, goal difference, if memory serves. And uh, yeah. yeah, so upcoming in March, uh, we're going to have two more matches for the Eintracht. 
where it's going to happen are March 7th and March 14th, right in between <laughs> our ma- the home match versus Hoffenheim and the away match to Dusseldorf. That's where like one is. And then between the Dusseldorf match and the home match to Nuremberg, the last match that we have competitive match until the March break, that's where the second leg will be. So, wow. Nathan, we've talked a lot already now about the way that the Eintracht operated Let's give ourselves a little break ourselves and uh, talk about hashtag what are we drinking? Nathan, what do you got today? Ooh. Um, well, it, granted, it should be made mention. We're recording this on a Saturday uh, morning, as some of us have been doing with some other stuff going <laughs> on. And uh, we, can't all, we can't always be drinking this early. Sometimes we need <laughs> to get started off correctly. <laughs> yeah, so hey, we've... It's 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 been um, difficult to, for us all to get together and, and do this, and um, hopefully Roman can join us soon. Um, yeah, so I'm drinking some coffee this morning. You might be able to tell that because of how fast I'm talking. <laughs> <laughs> what what blend do you got? What do you, what what coffee are you drinking? Um, I'm drinking a Saint. I I buy this. I don't drink a lot of coffee at home, so the stuff mm. I buy is pretty expensive. So that. You know, I, I I work for a company that makes a lot of coffee, so I get to drink some pretty good coffee at work. So what I buy here, it stays around for six months or so. It's a Blueprint coffee from St. Louis, um, really high-end yeah. coffee. It's super good. You know, I stick with a local brew myself. So uh, Kansas City is home to one of the better uh, coffee-making companies, in my honest opinion. Yeah. Uh, maybe a little bit biased, but hey, a lot of people enjoy it. Uh, it's called the roastery. Now the roastery has a bunch of different offers. I was able to get, uh, I still have a little bit of the holiday blend that, uh, usually comes in there. I mean, it's got all sorts of spices that are kind of the aromas that just come out when you brew it. Mm-hmm. I like to use when it, I have the time, uh, French press because Hey, on a weekend, sometimes you just need a strong cup of coffee to make sure that you get through the entire day, <laughs> which is probably full of stuff going on. So to that, yeah, we're all about the coffee, and there's nothing wrong with staying local. So support your local coffee makers yep. and and your local roasters because it's money right back into the pockets of the people who are your neighbors. Hell yeah! <laughs> and with that, we move on to segment two. So stay with. Got through hashtag what are we drinking? A little bit of a different kind of version of hashtag what are we drinking? But uh, let's talk about some of the news that are surrounding the iTrack. Now, a lot we have to make mention of the one. There's two major news as we're about to talk about uh, our match in the Bundesliga uh, against Hanover Zexenunches. That's going to be played all the way up in the north. Eh, it's, I mean, it's up there in the north, at least. Um Nathan, so we were expecting to have an amazing choreography. Peter Fisher talked about how, uh, you know, the stadium would be on fire. We understood when he said that, that, you know, hey, smoke bonds, flares, that sort of thing. And nothing too crazy. But the thing is, some people just can't let 
fans enjoy the kind of environment. <laughs> what happened was um, a certain in- interior mm. minister uh, happened to think that this would be a possibly high t- high tension atmosphere. We could do uh, the fans could do something that would possibly put a stain on the Frankfurt as a city kind of you know name. Look, honestly, it's fans who just want to show how passionate they are. What happened was the police went through all the choreography. They basically caused the choreography to be canceled. There are videos out there of the choreography, the flags and everything that were in each and every single seat, you know, placed in the cup holders, placed between the seats. I mean, everything was ready. They thought that there would be some horrible pyrotechnics that could possibly be, be launched. Maybe there's some animosity towards, you know, some political tension uh, in regards to the Ukraine. Because if anyone has no idea, Donetsk is an area that has been, uh, you know, where the Russians have kind of interceded. I think it's the kind of most uh, nicest way that I can put it. And the look, Donetsk is playing in... A city called Kharkiv. They're Shakhtar Donetsk. They're not. They're not Kharkiv Donetsk, and uh, uh, they're not Shakhtar Kharkiv. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. And you know that's a kind of sad thing that's going on there. That you know these political ramifications are not allowing you know the honest God fans. And hey, credit to all the traveling Donetsk fans who did come. I hope that they were welcomed with open arms. I hope that they yeah. uh, used some money, spent some money on Ebovoy, went to the casino and everything. But the fact that the choreography was lost, I think, is a real ruined part that you could have definitely displayed, you know, constantly on you know social media saying hey look at Hell yeah look at what the fans were doing here second to none the fans yeah. made second to none noise but it no didn't kidding. have the colorful display that was to be expected from a brilliant choreography that was planned instead yeah pictures uh the police who had removed it that were just sitting down uh you know at the front of the stadium right before you know kickoff mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame. It really is a shame. One of the one of the things that really drew me to Frankfurt, going to a game, was just seeing the the culture of Mm -hmm. of the fandom around the team, and um, it's something that everyone looks forward to seeing the choreo of specifically a team in the position like Frankfurt coming to Europa for the first time in a while. Those those types of teams have a different energy and fervor, and the fan base does as well. And it's always a a sight to see. Apparently, even no, this is my first. I just this is my team, and I want to see that. And it means a lot to me. It makes me feel closer to the team when I see these things, and and you know makes me pulls me towards Frankfurt even more. And um, yeah, and I think it's just good PR for the city and for um the team of Frankfurt to attract fans and it's, it's just fucking cool. <laughs> exactly. And for me, happens. this is the first time that we've had in a long time to be able to show that off the Europa. We've done so much and you would think that, Hey, look, we understand the circumstances surrounding everything. You know, uh, there's millions, multiple millions of people watching throughout the world who pay attention to perhaps who are tuning into an Eintracht match for the first time because, Hey, maybe they don't really get to see the Bundesliga really yeah. all that much, but they do get to see the Europa League, which is a more widely kind of put out there product. And hey, look, in our next round, we're going to be right 
up there with a big glamour team. Yeah. Kind of teeing that up a little bit. But <laughs> for me, it kind of sucks that just like we had with shenanigans with Darmstadt, uh, when Darmstadt returned to the Bundesliga for the first time in ages, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, they had the right police out. Granted, we were a little upset at the way that the team was performing. Uh, can't, it, a little bit. <laughs> just a tiny bit. And then, you know, our fans were banned from the away match in Darmstadt. <sighs> I mean... That is... That, I, I, that, I, that match is forever etched in my memory. It was I such know. a stupid decision uh, considering where our fans were on TV, <laughs> where they were, where they would have been, it was such a fucking empty, just carapace of a stadium. <laughs> it looked so depressing. Yeah, that a stadium in Darmstadt is depressing enough as is. <laughs> hey, look, they, I get it. They have been making some renovations to it. I love, it I, modern, I personally you know love what? that austere look of a stadium, yeah. but that's just it is just hilarious all you have to do is make sure that the media facilities are scratched and then you're good to go <laughs> be as be as weird as you want to be i mean would have been weird if uh keel had gone up via the playoffs last season they would have had to play in hamburg because uh that's supposed to city that they would have been able to play in due and, to uh stadium restrictions and hamburg not playing in their own stadium in the first league for yeah. the first time well hey you know it they would have been able to say to the citizens of hamburg Hey, you don't have to go to St. Pauli or Hamburg. You can actually watch the real Bundesliga by just attending the Kiel match. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, here's hoping that uh, those guys do get their act together in the Zweite yeah. Liga. Because uh, it would be nice to see uh, a city derby. Uh, but, yeah. you know, that's let's get into that more when it comes down to April and May in terms of talking about more what's going on in the Zweite Liga. Because Eintracht Frankfurt... Uh, found out the very next day who they have in the next round, the round of 16 of the Europa League. And we have a doozy of a big one. The only uh, tie in the round of 16 that places uh, former winners together. And Eintracht has Internazionale Milan. Oh. Uh, this is a sec- This is a sexy team. Big name. Big reputation. It's in an absolutely huge city. I mean... Another Champions League quality team. Exactly. This is another team that fell from the Champions League literally on the last day. They could have, but they didn't. They could have gone through uh, as a second-place team and instead... uh, What was it? Uh, Tottenham Hotspur beat them to that, and then Tottenham Hotspur then shellacked, uh, put a big old whooping on on Dortmund in the Champions League. So... Mm-hmm. This is the kind of team that Eintracht has been excited to possibly play against. I mean, you have a lot of players, and we can get into this later, but this is the kind of team that you really want to face up against. You know, this is mm-hmm. got all the sexiness, all the interest. I mean, you have one of you have multiple guys uh, from the Croatian national team who are on this side that were part of the World Cup side. So Rebic has all sorts of uh you know inside information we got on them mm-hmm. this to me is just a sexy matchup <laughs> and we could not have asked in my opinion we could not have asked for uh anything better than uh this i'm really stoked for this and so first match is actually going to be at home instead of being away in the first match so yeah folks march 7th mark it down 
Eintracht versus Milan. Uh, it will be played at the earlier time slot, not the later time slot. We get the later time slot for the away match on the 14th against Inter Milan. So, and mm-hmm. like I kind of mentioned, um, first leg gets in between the Hoffenheim and Dusseldorf game with the return leg literally one week later uh, between Dusseldorf and Nuremberg's uh, match. So, busy time for Eintracht. Uh, it does mean that we can basically throw out some. Uh, t- we don't have to throw out the tired legs against Hanover's Exxonoiches because I think it's time for we us to talk about this weekend's match, Hanover versus Eintracht. This is a re- doomed for relegation team. In case anyone has no clue of what they've been doing, they have been sucking eggs. They have stunk it up. They brought in Thomas Dole, who apparently is got his own personal problems within German society at, enough as is. I mean, this is not a team that I really rate highly at all. Where they are at in the current table, as we record presently, uh, they are in 17th on 14 points. We have more than double that. <laughs> God, um, they suck. Yeah, they, they did beat Nuremberg last week. Yeah, but that that team is in 18th. So what does that say about <laughs> sure, them? Sure, sure, it's like, sure. hey, we're able. Hey, we have the quality to beat the other crap team. Yeah. But that or that wasn't I mean, last week. Our, but their crap is just not as bad as that crap. And <laughs> I mean, whoa. Yeah. Look, I mean, the, if we want they, to look at what Hanover have done this year, it's not all too much that they have done at all. I yeah. mean, since they have made the changes, I mean. God, they've been a they've been a freaking mess. So they lost five to one to Dortmund when Dortmund was still running away with things. Uh, when they faced up against a Champions League team at home, uh, that was Leipzig. Uh, the first of February, they got shellacked three nil. One at home, then over Nuremberg two nil. That is Nuremberg, not <laughs> anyone else. And then they went to Hoffenheim and Ooh. they got pulverized three nil. You want to talk about other results that they have had? You know, uh, in their la- other most recent home matches, like since, let's see, the last home match that they had won before, the one against Nuremberg was on the 9th of November. That was over Wolfsburg, a uh, local mm-hmm. rivalry. So, hey, you can throw the book out a little bit on that. They have lost to Berlin. They have lost to Bayern Munich. They have lost to Dusseldorf at home and Werder Bremen at home. Yeah. I would say the Dusseldorf uh, home loss kind of, says all you need to know about this team because everyone, even on here, we pegged them as a team that was going down, down, down. We'll see about that. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) let's see. Let's be honest. Okay, I mean, Nikolai Mula, you know, you take out his brace, the team still lacked oomph. Yeah. And, you know, hey, he wasn't in Adi Hutter's plans, and it says it all right there that... You know, Hanover has just been god-awful. They have negative 27 on goal difference. Yeah. I mean, they've scored 20 goals. That is fewer goals than Eintracht has conceded in the league. That's fewer they goals than scored, Eintracht scored have, in Europa. Which Yeah. They <laughs> have 47... Yeah, exactly. They have 47 goals conceded. In case you're wondering who has scored more than 47 goals, there are two teams, and they are currently 1-2 and two in the domestic table, and mm-hmm. everyone knows exactly who they are. Everyone else mm-hmm. has not scored as many as them. We are going to go through them like a steak knife through butter. I am not <laughs> even being... I sound absurdly cocky. Do I sound a little cocky? 
Yeah, I'm getting a nod from my own <laughs> wife who's just very much reading her book and like, uh, yeah, uh, just a tiny bit. <laughs> Even my own dog just kind of looked up at me and kind of like, uh, yeah, dad, uh, that's stating the obvious. So <laughs> for me, as tactics go, I'm saying, look, give the guys the rest that they need. There's some tired legs. That that was a lot of mental For strain. Sure. That was a lot of mental stress. If Timothy Chandler is ready, I throw him on. Michael Rules, throw him on. Fernandez, who didn't partake in the most recent um, match, put him on. Yep. I mean, Villains, see if he can play one of the wingback roles to give one of those guys a breather. Because let's be honest, they need it. Tawantha, shoot, put him on. Man, yeah. put Argata on the bench. Okay, I'm not crazy here. <laughs> give Paci- <laughs> no, give give Paciencia an oh, opportunity yeah. to come on. I yeah, mean, we need him to get get really acquainted with uh, that attacking system. Yeah, because remember, folks, he was signed on. He was actually we paid money for him. He was actually mm-hmm. permanently signed to yeah. join the Eintracht from FC Porto for three million. Yeah, pretty tuppence fee. Not by comparison to some of the stuff that's thrown around nowadays. Yeah. Hey, Follett, here, yeah. here's here's your opportunity. I mean, for me, it is really rotate the hell out of the squad. And, you know, if the yeah. worst comes to worst and we do not get a win, I, the Europa League is so big it is such a big deal and a lot of people have been talking about matt manuel vet of uh football start uh their website you know he's been covering the eintracht uh, in their european exploits and also does a pretty good job on his uh bundesliga podcast as well Definitely. uh i mean this is it and that podcast by the way is gay compression so uh he has been a, he has been a guest on here he writes for Fords. the guy has covered Eintracht extensively and knew a lot about Shakhtar Donetsk this is a team that is going places folks and it is not just our biased opinion that is coming out as I say that so for me it is rotate those legs as much as you can if you need to give the light I mean I, give run out a run out pun intended uh, I mean, that's actually I think a that I would like to see that because uh, trap also is probably a little could use a little rest. Yeah, give um, the guy some semblance of you know, R, well, I'm not saying R and R because you know he goes uh, during the winter pause he goes with his wife out to you know the sands of Brazil or wherever the heck he was. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, look, Ronaldo was brought in for money. There's a lot of players who are on our squad who can play in the Bundesliga matches or registered to play in Bundesliga matches. Let's give them some time to allow our big, big hitters, you know, the time to be on the ball. So, mm-hmm. you know, okay. I will say that I would like to see Ravich and Paciencia up top. I want to see kind of what we can do. Uh, let Alaya Orjovic be kind of the guy to take, to bring on off the bench. You know, because that was a lot that LA had to do. And he stayed on for the full 90 and everything. Yeah. Gonna let some of the guys get some rest. At the defense, it is a little bit more kind of, eh, you can rotate what you can rotate. I mean, Follett and Russ, I have full confidence in them that they can handle any and all that comes from Hamburg because they are so toothless in attack. Yeah. I mean, the... 
Nuremberg's the only other team. Nuremberg and Stuttgart are the two other teams that are as toothless as them. But the thing is, Stuttgart does have guys that are just not firing. That's the difference between Nuremberg and Stuttgart to me. And Hanover really is just weak. They <laughs> can score against hapless teams. And things have just been god-awful for just too long with them. They are in a downward slump that they cannot get out of. I'm 100% adamant on that. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm going to put my neck out in line and say that the Eintracht runs away with this before we give our actual goal uh, score predictions. Nathan? From what I'll say, I mean, I, I, th- I feel like the team needs to focus on the Bundesliga just as much as Europa. Um, I'd, I'd say that to to kind of hedge. I think we'll obviously see some rotation, but probably won't see as much as... as uh, Tawata it's getting a start or anything. He might be a 60-minute <laughs> addition um, along well, with some other things. this is one of the few matches that we could do this. Them and Nuremberg yeah. are matches that, okay, yes, we do need to start earning points in the Bundesliga table. Uh, as we record this on a Saturday, uh, Eintracht are currently sitting in seventh. Uh, yeah. Hoffenheim has still yet to play. You know, they'll be playing later. The Eintracht just needs to have its moment in the sun. Because yeah. the Hoffenheim plays, oh, uh, Red Bull Leipzig. Uh, God, sorry about that. Hopefully uh, they play bath. Leipzig. Um, hammer me on Twitter. For that. My, my apologies. They play Leipzig on Monday. <laughs> they need to know that, you know, um, that Hoffenheim can leapfrog us. That's the only team that can really push us down into eighth now. Yeah. With the way that the Pokal currently is, with the eight teams that remain, I still think that seventh place will be able to guarantee the Eintracht qualification into Europe for next season, but you definitely don't want to leave it just to that because, no. hey, uh, Stuttgart thought when they finished seventh last season that they were into Europe, and look what happened. They're now in 16th. <laughs> oh. No Europe and go to the bottom of the table. Exactly. Um, but the thing is, we like whilst we play early on Sunday, we can basically light the fire underneath Leverkusen uh, because, hey, they went out of the Europa League like little, like little girls. And the fact of the matter is, we have a... We're in, we've gone through the gauntlet. We have uh, the likes of uh, Hanover... And then we have Hoffenheim, so that's going to be quite tricky. But then we have Fortuna Dusseldorf away. We have Nuremberg at home. We have Stuttgart at home. Then we have Schalke, yeah. then Augsburg. I mean, good Lord, I'm now getting into to, uh, mid-April before we really start ramping up the yeah. competitiveness because we've seen Schalke. They are not good at all. Um, take away those penalties. That is a horrible result. They have the Champions League. We have then a Wolfsburg, Hertha, who are like kind of hot, then cold, then hot, then cold. Before we have Leverkusen, Mainz, then Munich, that kind of mm-hmm. end the season, which will be. I mean, this is the part where hey, we have fallen a little bit down uh, the pecking order, and you know, fallen a little bit down the table. This is where we make up the points, but we need squad rotation. I will put my name on. I will put myself on a limb and say Eintracht, Dreit zu Null. Yeah. Okay. Similar to Hoffenheim. Um, yeah. It's gonna. I think it's gonna be a bloody bloodbath. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, three 0 That being the result that Wolfsburg went to Gladbach and got. Yeah. Earlier today. 
And <laughs> then again, we also That's saw, crazy. in case anyone's like, you know, Augsburg's always tricky. Freiburg beat pants them. Freiburg just beat the living hell out of them at the Svartovod Stadion, the stadium, the old school stadium that is about to go away. Uh, sad, sad on that, but hey, you know, got to move with the times and such. Five to one over Augsburg. Yeah, so if city. you're worried about us playing home to Augsburg, I mean, and <laughs> <laughs> so might beat and might beat Schalke three to nil. So not gonna lie, we're getting in the stretch where things are easy. And now we need to produce the results in the Bundesliga. But yes. this is one of those times that we can get away with being a little bit more half-assed. Yeah. Well, we got We can do it and get the win while being like throwing out our B squad. Yeah, we beat it into the ground that it would make it a lot easier if we would have came away with some wins in the previous game. So I feel like we need to create that cushion. So there still will be some pressure. And, and I think as a result, the rotation won't be as severe um, yeah, have the A-list players on the bench. Just fill the bench with the A-list guys, but the B-list, B-roster guys on the field to give them just a little bit of recovery time because, yeah, we have some doozies. You know, you got Hoffenheim at home. And, I mean, Milan. Yeah, and then Milan at home. Boom, boom. Yep. That's that's a tricky Bundesliga tie before you have Europa League. So, yeah, yeah, I would say this is what I think is going to happen. You know, like you said, Allaire will probably won't play. Paciencia will. Uh, Jovic probably will, in my opinion. Um, Over Ravic? Just, <clears throat> yeah, just because um, he's got those younger legs and he can put in more minutes. Um, but there will be a lot of, uh, you know, that 60-minute turn- turnover. And Hinteregger will probably go back to his right back. And Abraham will probably sit and... And we might see Follett, but um, yeah. So I don't think there's going to be a lot of rotation, but uh, <laughs> yeah, the 60 minutes uh, to Costa and Kostic might come, one of those two dudes might come off. So um, yeah, I'll I'll put since we're away, I'll put I'll say it's going to be two nothing. We I don't think they're going to score. Um, we're going to see Hanover's going to highlight Muller, I think, um, and try to get him underneath our skin but uh, we know how he plays so exactly we know how he plays and he maybe there's some animosity but i think that the eintracht will take care of it we're both expecting wins <laughs> folks hey it's just the way we feel about this we one. need eintracht this win. versus Exactly. So uh, this is the early Sunday game. So uh, for folks who are in live in the United States of America, uh, Fox Sports is the company that owns the broadcasting rights to the Bundesliga. As everybody knows, uh, Sunday, it is the early kickoff. So that is 930 on the East Coast. That is an absurdly early 630 on uh, the West Coast. And uh, yeah, so let's talk about uh, where you can possibly catch this game because it's an exciting one folks exciting we have fox sports one so we're going to get the the good broadcast some people when we get stuck on fs2 you might uh, depending on your carrier you might get stuck with uh nine hd tv yeah no, what 
Yeah, sometimes that happens if you have FS2 and your carrier provider has not agreed to carrying the high-definition version. It is garbage. Mess, but I, yeah, no kidding. But that's on the carriers, not on Fox. So, But then again, you can always carry it, uh, watch it, stream it from Fox Soccer Match Pass, which is a pretty decent service. They sh- The announcers are then... The, it's the international English feeds that they then have. So those are the guys who are uh, in the studios and at the matches. So if you are in other parts of the world, so Sky Sports Bundesliga obviously carries it in Germany. Everyone knows that. Uh, Canada, you have uh, Sportsnet now, Sportsnet World now. They'll be carrying that. So our friends, uh, as we are here in the United States, will have that in the north. Uh, Australia, that is BN Sports Connect. Uh, Austria Sky Sports Bundesliga, that is going to be, well, where is it, uh, in New Zealand, you can even have a Sky Sport, uh, BN Sports has got it there, in the United Kingdom, BT Sport has the rights to that, uh, that kind of takes care of most of the English-speaking world, uh, Fox Sports, uh, carries in much of the, um, the, the Western Hemisphere, so options to see there. It's been a long day. It's been a long morning. Nathan, where can we find you in the social media landscape of the world? You can find me on Twitter at N-A-J-A-K-W-A, Najaqua. You can find me at K-C-S-G-E. You can follow the show that is on Twitter at H-E-F-Pod. You can also find us on Facebook. That is www.facebook.com slash H-E-F-Pod. You can also email us, that is Frankfurt at gmail.com. So from all of us here at Hey Eintracht Frankfurt, choose, choose. Hey,